1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to HotelCast. This podcast is brought to you by AskSuite, the number one hotel chatbot focused on direct bookings and reservations productivity. My name is Paula, I'm the content manager at AskSuite, and I will be your host today. Our guest today is Florida's top hospitality headhunter at Geeko Hospitality, his own firm, which is only Forbes 2018 and 2019 America's best professional recruiting firm in hotels, resorts and country clubs. I'm talking about Jeremy Nichols. So hello, Jeremy. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm very happy to have you here.
0: Good morning. How are you?
1: I'm very good. Very good. How about you?
0: I am. I'm pretty good. Very good. Um, surprisingly, but uh, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of craziness going on in the industry, but I'm, I'm doing well, so thank you.
1: Okay, so Jeremy, uh, before we get uh, into, into that and how the industry is and all the changes and uh, challenges, uh, can we start off with a little bit of your professional background, please? I know your career path was a, a very interesting one, and you actually right. started working in another industry, right?
0: I, I did. I did. I kind of fell into, uh, recruiting and then eventually head hunting. Um, and I've been, I've been recruiting for 20 years. Uh, so yeah, I started off on the corporate side before I went into head hunting. So do you want me to kind of tell my story on how I, how I fell into it a little bit? I'll try to give you a cliff notes version of it because it can be <laughs> kind of lengthy. Yeah,
1: please t- tell me how, okay. how, how that happened.
0: Yeah, so um, I, okay, so the company H&M, you're familiar with them from Sweden.
1: Yes, yes, Uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, (laughs)
0: so when they first came to the United States, I had no idea who they were at all. Um, And it just so happened that the week they came to Syracuse, New York, I went to, my job at the time was Cohen's Fashion Optical, so it was like this fashion optical glassware place. And i was working in the mall in syracuse and the gates were closed and they didn't give us any notice it was just they just shut it so i went from having a job to no job like with a snap of a finger and so at the time this was like was 1999 you know so we had internet but it wasn't like it was now so you know i would just all of a sudden i just okay what i'm gonna do i'm gonna just go to the unemployment office i'm just gonna go there right away and see what's going on so I went there, and uh, H&M was there. I had no idea who they were, uh, and there was this, this German team. Either they're a Swedish company, but there was a German team there at the time recruiting. And I went through this whole lengthy interview process. Uh, I'll spare you all the details because I can be long-winded with it. But long story short, I, I went. I started with them. Um, I went to Germany and I trained, um, and I was just, you know, a sales associate. Um because they had to send us abroad because there were no stores here at the time. So I opened up that store, and long story short, I you know moved my way into management and then eventually into recruiting, Kind of fell into recruiting. and um, I fell in love with it. Once I started doing it, I started traveling the country and opening up new stores with h and m on the uh, recruiting expansion team. And then from there, I started do, you know opening new stores and hiring new teams. And then from there, um, I was able to get an opportunity at Panera Bread, which is, you know, the restaurant chain in the United States. So I joined a franchise group who has most of Florida um, bakery cafes and then some other restaurants as well. And I joined them as the director of recruiting. And I did that for about 10 years. So I was with H&M for about 10 years. I was with uh, Panera Bread and Cavelli Enterprises for about 10 years. And then I saw an opportunity uh, to go on my own as a headhunter Um, So I bought the rights to Florida. So Gecko Hospitality is a nationwide firm. They have um, firms in every single state and in Canada. And I bought the rights to Florida. So I own the rights to Florida Gecko Hospitality in the state of Florida. And I do hotels, resorts, and country clubs. So that's where I'm at right now. So I went from behind the desk in corporate to being a uh, headhunter uh, for the last going on four years.
1: Uh, I think that that story is amazing uh, uh, when you first told me uh, quickly than when we talked before, because uh, it was not something that you plan, like you said, uh, and you suddenly, like many of the hotel professionals right now, had no job. And, and that opened a, a path for you that otherwise would, would not. So I think it, it, it's quite amazing when things like that happen. And I don't know, they're kind of almost meant to be, and now you, you're this, uh, very successful headhunter. I, I I really think it's it's Yeah,
0: I um, I I absolutely love it. It's like I, I gravitated towards recruiting, and then headhunting is, you know, being a third party headhunter is a lot different than being an internal recruiter. So the first year was a transition for me, trying to figure that out. Um, and that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <On> the differentiation <laughs> between being an internal headhunter or an internal recruiter to being on your own. I mean, we do essentially the same job, you know, locating and finding talent and tackling talent acquisition space. But the it, there's still a lot of a lot of there's a big difference between the two. But again, that's a whole other podcast. So maybe another time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know yeah. you have
0: questions. I know you have other questions right now. So I'll I'll, I'll stay on track. <laughs>
1: No, uh, well, I uh, I could ask you uh, many things and be here for uh, hours, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure listeners <laughs> would like that. But yeah, for sure no. we can do like, maybe uh, part two of this podcast. Uh, this this is right. a this is an idea. But yeah, so um, so Jeremy, like I said, you are this incredible, successful um, professional in your Area, and of course the industry is passing through uh, very difficult times, and many, many professional hotel professionals have lost the jobs, have lost the jobs, and well, I do have to ask the what, well, uh, the one million dollar question, and uh, that I'm sure that many of our listeners want to know. Linda, uh, I'm pretty sure it's not an easy, uh, answer, but. L- Let's do it. Uh, what are hotels actually looking for, you know, and how can a candidate stand out in the crowd, especially now, you know, with this, uh, few job openings and all that.
0: Uh, That's a great question. Um, so when you say, what are they looking for? Do you mean like what positions are they hiring for or what types of candidates? Would I was looking
1: I was looking yeah, I was looking more for what what types of candidates, but if you can mm-hmm. also have an insight, maybe I I mean uh right now I think any information about this is it, it's valuable yeah. okay. for people that are listening. Okay. So yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So if we just touch on the positions right now. You know, a lot of, I I guess like most of the properties will know what positions are looking for. I I don't think I'm going to really be shedding too much light on what the need is. You look around real quick, uh, some some positions that haven't been touched are like engineering, like directors of engineering and chief engineers are still needed on property, you know, um, obviously operations and, um, you know. Certain full-service properties have scaled back a lot on their food and beverage, so those will come back. But right now, they're not really looking for too much food and beverage, and they're not really looking for many sales right now, especially in the group um, and convention sales and events and catering. All all those took a huge hit. Um, But um, the ones that are looking are, I mean, housekeeping is you know there's a lot of housekeeping needs. it just, I guess, it depends on on the on the property, what style of property. As far as like what hotels are looking for right now, I mean, it's an employers' market, so they're they're trimming down, and they're also, and some of them are taking the opportunity to hire right now and bring on talent that they might have not been able to get prior. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because there are, there's a lot of talent available right now. So it's just I think it just depends on if they're able to position themselves in a place where they can bring on somebody who they might not have been able to get before. So that's a really complicated question as far as what they're looking for because it's very specific, even down to geography, right? So I'm in Florida. Florida is a different animal than the rest of the country. Our season is, is completely opposite of the rest of the country. So like we're not in season right now, so this is normally slow time for us anyway. Mm-hmm. We're out where the other, the rest of the country is in season. We get into season end of quarter four, quarter one, quarter two. So we're 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 like completely flipped. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as like what Canada can do to stick out in the crowd, I think uh, LinkedIn and social media platforms are huge. And I just got the phone with someone this morning that is, is proof in the pudding that it works. And I joked around with her on the phone this morning. It was, it's she's a DOS in Orlando who was ups, upset and she just got a new DOS role, a DOS role in this climate in Florida. I yeah. mean, and she is one of the few who I've been doing a lot of consulting calls and, and helping a lot of, a lot of people out in the industry. And she's one of the, the few that took my advice, which is to make yourself authentic and, and, and post, you know, great content and share and, and provide and just be out there and she was noticed and she was able to do it. And she's not the only one. I mean there's others, there's plenty of others that have been taken the advice that I give them and they have found jobs. Now I'm not saying it's a silver bullet, but it sure as heck helps. And if LinkedIn's not your thing, you, you still might might be able to get attention on a space like Facebook maybe on, on, on Twitter and maybe on, like, TikTok or Instagram. I mean, it's possible, depending on your niche. A lot of people in the events and catering and food and beverage world are on Instagram because they can show pictures of the events. But I think LinkedIn is still, for our industry and hospitality, I, I just don't see a better platform right now. So taking advantage of that and differentiating yourself and being uh, very um, – content driven and, and active on there is huge and that's a whole other podcast too on how to huge. do that
2: <laughs> But <laughs>
1: yeah. i don't know if you
0: want to hear what to do on there but yeah, yeah actually, there's, a, there's actually, a lot you can do on linkedin yeah
1: yeah actually i i listened to you you did a podcast about specifically linkedin right the, recently or oh i uh, did
0: yeah with yeah. gabe and the country club one yeah yeah i did yep yeah,
1: so I actually listened to it a, a little bit, and I know it's a whole episode. But maybe I think yeah. what, what what and I but since you 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 mention it, I think a lot of hotel professionals when when or even my friends when I talk to them, mm-hmm. they're like, I don't know what to post. What is a great content? You know, it's like uh, that's
0: the see that's the thing that's the thing. Everybody's got content, right?
1: Yeah. So I
0: think I think people get so uptight and so nervous on LinkedIn. I mean, just use your professional judgment, right? Okay, so I, I'm going to try to fly through this really, really quick because yeah. I know you're pressed for time. No, no. So, con- so content—it's not that hard. It's not, it really isn't, but it is hard at first. So I used to be terrified of it, and now I can just throw posts out like left and right. It's no problem, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you just have to get to the point where you. You, you have to, you, you write down your thoughts and what you're going through and what, and, and make sure it's industry specific or business specific. You know, show vulnerability, show authenticity, show yourself. Don't be afraid to share your opinion. Write it down on a piece of paper. I usually do it on a Word document and I write a paragraph and I just, I just kind of chuck it out there. Then from there, I chop it up. So if you go into any of my posts, you'll see it's broken up into sentences. So i'll do maybe one two three sentences space a sentence or two space a sentence or two space because people on linkedin we don't want to read like a novel we want to reach some quick bullet points like get to the point so you write your content you break it up you take your most clickbaity sentence of your post of your paragraph and you chuck that at top so people see it and they and you, you try to drive views to your post and then it's not really clickbait if you're sharing content right it's clickbait if it's garbage Mm -hmm. but if you're sharing good content and you're sharing something from the heart something can relate to somebody can relate to then it's not clickbait i mean i use that word because it's you're clicking on it but if it's great content no one's gonna get mad and they'll continue to follow you right so you know to answer your question on what to share just share what you're going through you know nobody knows what you're going through but you So just share it and then use your manager eyes on it. Use HR eyes on it. Okay. Is there anything in there that's inappropriate? All right. Chances are not. If there is, take it out and then post it. And you have to just keep, that's like the key to LinkedIn. You just have to kind of just like post it. And then if you listen to the show with Gabe, he made that joke. He goes, yeah, don't post and ghost. Did you hear that part? Yeah, yeah. He said on there. Yeah, I said, "Oh, well, that's true." When you post something. Yeah, I think
1: something, he did it. I think he posted and Don't don't
0: <laughs> post and ghost. So if you post and people are starting to talk to you on there, make sure you reply to every single person and engage with them. That's yeah. how you start driving up, you know, uh, traction on your posts, but it's not just that, you have to get active on LinkedIn, you have to like people's posts as well, Mm -hmm. comment on their posts, start to get, you can be visibly seen in threads, I mean like, it's just, you have to get active on there, I think like if people are, most people, most people have, you know, Facebook or Twitter or whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. time you have in that, start to take away that time and put it into LinkedIn, because Facebook and Twitter, for the most part, is not going to get you a job, LinkedIn will, yeah. So if you're on Facebook all day sharing political memes and talking about your your children, that's fine but trim it down and start going on LinkedIn. That's that's again, I could talk on, I could talk forever on that, but that's content in a nutshell.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I love LinkedIn as well so we're definitely gonna have to do an episode on that because <laughs> uh, well, I, I work in, mar- in content marketing and yeah and for me personally, I got my last two jobs through LinkedIn. And I totally believe in the power of this um, channel. So, but but you, you mentioned something that I think is the key. Uh, people are, I was scared to first to start, like to showing yourself. It's a scary thing, you know? Terrifying. We, we, yeah, ha- absolutely. we have a lot of judges <laughs> out there. Yeah. So it, it, it takes uh, some courage to do it, but it's totally worth it. I, I agree with you.
0: It is scary, right? I mean, I used to overanalyze everything on there.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, I you just, you just have to, it's like anything, right? Like any, you know, you're riding a bike, you're scared the first time, right? You get on the swing for the first time as a child, you're scared. Ice skating, you know, ice skating, you're scared to fall. I mean, it's anything. It's human nature. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you do it all the time? You get used to it, right? So mm-hmm. just, just, just do it. Yeah. It's not, it's not that serious. If you're, if you're not doing anything like, I would say just stay away from the key. The key things to stay away from, right? Yeah. Politics, sex, <laughs> and religion. Stay away from those things, and you should be okay. And don't badmouth people. You know, other yeah. than that, you're okay. Just post it.
1: Yeah, because uh, in the other hand, I I've seen some post people posting that it totally backfire because they uh, they mention this subject, these topics, so, or. I don't know. They were too aggressive and all that. So then you're actually mm. creating a bad reputation instead of attracting. <laughs> uh, oh
0: yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. I am, you know, I'm. I mean, think about me. If anybody has to worry about that, it would be myself. I mean, I'm a, I'm a headhunter. I get paid by properties and clients who are seeing me on there all the time. So if I'm not representing myself properly, I could be like destroying my business. Right. Yeah. But then I had to like I think that's where an authenticity comes into play. And I I think that I share authentic posts because everything's from the heart and it's organic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I might turn some people away, it might. But that's okay because ultimately that's somebody I probably wouldn't want to work with anyway, right? Because they just don't share my same core values. Sure. But the people that really like me really like me. And I can get it on the phone and talk to them with no no, yeah, no problem at all, even even if it has nothing to do with, like, getting a placement, just a connection, just a network, just the power of building your your community is something I, I just think it's so valuable, um, and I just practice that. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. There is yeah. a lot of fear of what, what you could say, but if you're genuinely a good person and you have good intentions and you're being authentic, just go for it. But only you can answer that, right?
1: yeah yeah but yeah like yeah i still like i said linkedin is a powerful um, channel a powerful tool for candidates and for recruiters as well both ways and since we're talking about linkedin and profiles the well let's change a little bit the meaning of profile here to continue here, because otherwise we're gonna, we're really gonna do just link it in, because <laughs> I really love yeah. that, because I really love that topic. But going, uh, going forward, uh, what do you do? You think do you have any change in terms of what clients are are searching now, in terms of candidates profiles, and then I mean more like soft skills or technical skills. I mean, do you see any change before uh, pandemic and now?
0: You mean what the pro, what what people are listing on their profiles? Uh,
1: not what they are uh, listing, but what your clients mm-hmm. like the hotels. Oh, now they mm-hmm. maybe have some soft skills that they're really. Uh, it's really. I think popular. you know what I think. I
0: think in our uh, no, I think in our industry it's just. Uh, this is, of course, this is, this is opinion-based. So I don't want to give bad advice, but yeah. I really don't think that people are changing what they're looking for, honestly. Okay. Like, if you have a position to fill at a hotel property, you know, you either have the experience or you don't. And then the soft skills are, is what takes you over the top, right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing people look at are hard skills. Like, do you have the chops? Do you have the experience that is required to make, to, to fill that position? That, that's like the first black and white thing they're going to look at. They they don't even I they mean they're gonna look at your profile, they're gonna say, were you a director of food and beverage and do you have at least five years experience in an upscale luxury boutique property in Miami? I mean like I just made something up, but you get the point. It's like yeah. very specific to what they need or want.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> and then from there, then they get their then they then they'll group their candidates and then they'll they'll interview them and then then that's where the soft skills come into play. But as far as your profile, I would just say, you know. Keep it simple. You know, nice headshot, nice nice banner in the background. Um, be very clear on what your position is. Don't put any of those weird fancy titles under your you know your description of who you are. It would be you know like you know, Bob Smith, director of food and beverage. Like simple. Don't mm-hmm. be like Bob Bob Smith culinary expert of the year 2020 <laughs> like no like that's like no one's gonna find you
2: yeah
0: you know on a yeah. on a search if you have that they're gonna look for director of food and beverage so you know yeah i i hope that answers your question i, I don't think there's much has changed as far as profiles
1: okay and uh, you you mentioned in there about uh, well technical technical requirements uh, do you see we we are seeing i think not only in the hospitality industry but since there are so many candidates and like really good ones, um, do you see now in Florida, specifically where you are, uh, jobs offers that are requiring a lot, but not offering um, uh, a fair salary? Is it happening there?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All over the place. It is, but so there's going to be the song and dance for a while.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: gonna happen it's happening the people that are on on property they're getting their salaries reduced it's I mean it is happening that's a fact mm-hmm. um now now how is that going to impact the future i i, I do think we're going to get back to the salaries because what's going to happen is and this is again a whole other conversation so i'm trying to sum it up real quick eventually once i think the election is behind us in the united states and once vaccines and treatments are out and once we start getting back to some taste of normalcy you know jobs positions are going to come back that that's just a given especially in my state in Florida we're like the tourist capital of the country besides I think Vegas but I think I know we are we are Orlando beat Vegas so we are so people are going to come here and we're going to need to fill those positions and then then there's going to be an issue of the people who feel like they're not making what they're worth are going to start to look. So then they'll leave those properties or they're going to demand to get those salaries back. If they don't get those salaries back, there's going to be people out there willing to pay them. It's, then there's then there's going to be this, there is going to be a quick switch from employer's market to candidates. I mean, I've been in two recessions. I was through 2008, 2009, or 2007, 2008, nine. I, I I went through that. And then I was in New York City during 9-11. Like, I was there.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: not just, you know, in another state. I literally was in New York City. So I watched these recessions, and I watched what happens, and it, it will flip. But, yes, unfortunately, that's going to happen. But people just have to kind of know their worth, and that the salaries will come back.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's really, really good to remember people that uh, – the crisis will will be over, you know, because sometimes we get so. Of course, it's so many problems and difficulties, and we, we need to have a a long perspec- perspective, you know, to 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 keep going. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important that that you mentioned the experience before, because we tend to forget them, uh, when in the mirror of the hurricane, <laughs> let's say. So mm-hmm. uh, I know it's a bit uh, a hot spot now. They're gonna put you in, but. Um, okay, so let's say I'm a general manager right now, and looking for a job on imposition. position. Uh, you are saying that you believe that the salaries and all that will 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 eventually go back back mm-hmm. on track, right? But right mm-hmm. now, would you w- yeah. would, would you recommend me if I'm, you know, I'm I'm a top general manager? Uh, d- would you recommend me? Yes, take this job even though right now, even though it's not really
0: fair. You're not putting me on the spot on that. I think I addressed that on, yeah. a, on a video too. Okay. Okay. So it's very individually based. And mm-hmm. are you talking about if you're a furloughed or laid off right now and you're looking to get back into property, should you take the lower salaries? that we you're asking me? Yes.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it, it's very individually based. So it's up to, if you're working with a recruiter or a headhunter like myself, you know what? anybody if you're, whoever you're working with just just be transparent and tell them you know mm-hmm. it, it especially a recruiter you know that you're you're you were at uh, let's just pretend you're at 150 and they're offering you 100 you know mm-hmm. you you just have to be clear that you know when things get come back to normal you you will be expected to make that range i know that you might be nervous to say something like that you might be shooting yourself in the foot I, me at least tell that to your recruiter i mean okay i i I have those conversations with any candidate that i work with because some of them might tell me i'm having i have it right now with some searches right i have searches that are offering less and i and i have that conversation with them like look at i know this is less Mm -hmm. are you are you okay with this you know I, i don't want to dangle a carrot in front of you and try to shoehorn you in a position i want to make sure that this is okay with you. This is what they're offering. Um, if this is not something that you can do, please let me know, and I, I'll I'll keep my eyes open for you. This is what I have now, though it's slim pickings right now. I mean, I have those conversations, right? As far as like, should you take it? I mean, unfortunately, in this market, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. you have to you have to provide for your family and put food on the table. I don't think that there's going to be I don't there's nothing wrong with that. Even if it take even if it means taking a position that you normally wouldn't take, you shouldn't be nervous that it's going to mess up your resume because when say 2021, you are going to go apply for that job again as a GM and maybe you maybe you took a job working delivering pizzas, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I as a recruiter and most hiring managers aren't going to look at your resume bad for what you did in 2020 and if they do look at your resume and judge you on what you did in 2020 you don't want to work for them
1: yeah true that's a good point a very yeah, fair point so. actually yeah uh it, it is it is a tough uh, a tough call and it is it is tough for the uh the professionals that had they but just, like you said you had to do what you had to do so uh, it is hard to to keep motivated and all when you know you value more, but you still have to to work so and like you said again uh, I think some people actually worry uh that might be might damage the 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 c v the curriculum but no but you have to i think all the world understands that 2020 it's not a typical year right
0: that that advice that i i just gave is so twilight zone right because it's absolutely the opposite of what i would ever say in my whole career i would never (laughs) tell that advice to somebody i i always would say make sure your your resume makes sense and your trajectory makes sense and you know you're always moving up you know the ladder i i yeah but this is not a normal year. This is like upside down world, right? So, yeah, people have to understand that. So, I took a step as a recruiter to kind of put that out there. I, I've said it many times on LinkedIn, and it, you know, I was really nervous to say that too. It was mm-hmm. really scary, scary, for me as a recruiter to put that advice out there. It's very risky, mm-hmm. but um, I just feel like it's the truth. If someone's gonna Judge you on what you had to do to provide for your family in 2020, then they lack no, I don't know, no. That's not that's not a culture that I want to work for. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, totally agree with you, Jeremy. You're completely right. Uh, Well, but like we are talking about Twilight Zone (laughs) and we are talking about, uh, well, changes, of course. And and I had to mention now technology because Technology is playing a bigger role now. Since operations, hotel operations had to adapt to the new normal, and you know you have contactless experience and automated process and all that. So that that's one of the reasons. You know, uh, the company I work for is actually automate uh, process. It's as sweet. And we actually believe that humans and robots do better together. And I think from your LinkedIn, uh, I think I got the sense that you, you also believe in that in, in at least in some point. So, uh, what is your perspective um, in terms of uh, how the technology impacts hotel professionals? Uh, I mean. It, it is a lot of change in the, the hotel operations and candidates or any profession that is working need to be updated and uh, keep updated with uh, the procedures they are starting and even recruiters because for you to, I guess you know better than me, but I guess for you to choose the best fit for this job position, you need to know really well the job position, right? And now they are changing. So, how do you, how do you see this impact in in the operations and in actually in your work as well?
0: Um, I mean, it's, it's to me, technology's positive, right? Mm-hmm. So it's helping us. to me, it's it helps me. That's why I feel I'm much better than a lot of my, you know, other headhunters out there and other and other niches that are working and are still stuck in you know, ten years ago, five years ago, right? My my industry is so nimble and if you're not on the newest technology and the new platforms and new apps on how to how to attract talent and how to assess talent and how to get your word out and market to them and you know I can go on and on. I mean if you're not if you're not paying attention to that then you're gonna get left in the dust. And I mean I think that goes to that goes over to hotel operations too. I don't think it's something that you or a candidate needs to obsess about as far as like oh my god what do i have to learn right mm-hmm. i mean the hotel you go to is going to have whatever they use they're going to tell you this is what you have to learn and hopefully you maybe have had experience with it in the past or something you know close to it and you can learn this because there's just so much out there that it's like you would drive yourself. You would drive yourself crazy trying to figure out like what you need to learn because there's so many options. Even in my world, right? Mm-hmm. Like for recruiters, we have ATS's, and there's like countless ATS's. You have to pick one. You just have to pick what works for you. But I, I, technology is super important, and you know, figuring out what what works for you is is pretty crucial. I think.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I don't think that there's ever going to be. A lack of need for you know humans because there's a boutique touch to what we do in hospitality. Humans interact with humans. I mean, like th- that's part of the experience. Um, I, I you know as a recruiter, even though I use technology, um, I, a robot's not going to be able to do what I do because I'm listening and feeling, and I have that empathy. I can I can sense your tone. I can I can you know, dig into your, your, my questions and kind of navigate your answers and pick up my other questions from, you know, I'll pick my question on spot from what you told me on a question. It's like, it's very organic the way I interview and the way I talk to people. A lot of times when I interview, it sounds like this conversation we're having right now. It just kind of flows, right? And you can't expect technology to do that, do everything for you, right? But it will find the people for you to contact a little easier. Does that make sense? I I'm kind of going off.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sort of it, 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 no, 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 it, it does make sense. And I, I totally agree with you again. Uh, ro- robots are not here, I think, to replace, you know, the human touch in hospitality, especially hospitality. Uh, you you mm-hmm. really need the humans there, but to help, because like you said, in your field, I mean, there's a lot of operational procedures that you don't need to waste your two hours of your time doing and if you if you had some optimization that can do it for you you can focus in something that is actually more valuable so uh, what a, from the recruitment perspective now Jeremy uh, hospitality is quite traditional uh, I mean, globally, I'm not sure exactly in Florida, but uh, globally we, we talk to you know meet, uh, thousands of hotels and they are there are some hotel professionals they are hesitating in using technology still. Um, is that something that you think in the few, near future, it might be um, a question in your recruitment process, you know? Like, okay, let's check if this person is uh, like to to learn new things and it's familiar with technology. Do you think this will be somehow one of the points that recruiters would have to to check, let's say?
0: Um no no, it, it already is part of the process, right? Mm. So it you know, for me as a recruiter, when I'm I'm hired by a client, the The expectations of my candidates are on a whole other level, right? They're on a whole other level versus what they will accept when someone comes internally. Because you have to remember, I'm compensated very well to place a candidate with a client. So when I present, I don't present many candidates. I only present three, maybe four candidates, sometimes two. Because it's very, very strategic, and I have to make sure that they check all the boxes. It's very, very clear what my, my clients want. And to answer your question, they will tell me, must have experience in X, Y, and Z. So if they don't have experience in X, Y, and Z, it's up to me. If I really, really believe in the candidate, it's up to me to go to the, the client and say, hey, look, they have X, they have Y, they don't have Z. Are you still open to it? Because I really believe blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Which comes, there you go. There's, there's a human element of that. But to answer your question, I still have to ask those questions, right? Um, and also to piggyback off of what you're saying about some hoteliers that are not adapting with the new technology, I mean, soon, that's just going to bite you in the butt. I mean, it just, it will. Like, you can only go so long resisting, right? You have to be nimble and change with, with the times. You, you just You just have to, or you're going to be burning money trying to keep up with all these things that it could be streamlined so much easier, right? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, shoot, if people didn't change, they'd still be using, like, rotary phones and, like, Rolodexes right now. So picture a secretary right now with a Rolodex and a rotary phone. They're not going to be able to call as many people as fast, yeah, yeah. and they're not going to be able to find the information as fast because they're thumbing through a Rolodex. For your listeners that who don't know what a Rolodex is, it's a card stack of names <laughs> and numbers they have to foot through, right? You get my point. No,
1: yeah. No, so, now you you, now you yeah. gave away your age and all that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, that's that's that that's the thing I think. Um, uh, like you said, you it's not that. I think at least that it it's not that we are looking for a specific uh, technology that you have to know, because like you have many uh, technologies out there, but it's all the attitude and you know and and knowing that this is important and not a- acknowledging that this is important. Uh, uh, that it's important that you know how to 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 work with technology. <laughs> I think it's it's the key
0: don't you think? I can't agree more. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, anybody who knows me and mm-hmm. listening to this right now is chuckling because I am like a nerd when it comes to <laughs> new apps and new platforms. I have too many that I lose track because I'm always constantly like subscribing mm-hmm. and then like seeing if it works and then if it doesn't work, I just like get my refund. I do it all the time. I even, I jump on like uh, App Sumo and try stuff in beta and like, you know i've ha- i've actually struck gold when you do that you try products in beta and then like you buy a seat and you know a, a lifetime seat and then it works out that this thing turns out being like the next new thing i have a seat and a product right now that i paid 50 bucks for and now they're charging 75 bucks a month for it soon to be 120 and i have a lifetime seat on it because i'm constantly trying out these things right <laughs> so i i'm I'm, I'm, in, I'm in i'm i'm in your court even though yeah, well, no, you probably didn't think I would be, right? Because I'm a recruiter. You're probably thinking, this guy's going to be scared of robots and AI. But no, I'm with you. no, no, no.
1: I, I did some research. I knew you were not, not against it. That, that was, I had the idea. Like you said, your LinkedIn, it's very genuine. So that's also a good thing of being creating uh, genuine content in LinkedIn because you, you get to know the person, you know? So, uh, and actually, Jeremy... Uh, I could talk and talk more with you. We're definitely gonna have a chapter two of this, but we are heading to the f- the final, and I'm gonna I want to end it with a quote from you on your LinkedIn page, since we're all talking oh, okay. about it.
2: <laughs> so, oh no! Oh no!
1: <laughs> You're, I'm gonna use your own words against <laughs> you. No, know, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you wrote, uh, "Artificial intelligence and recruiting tools are great." But let's not forget the person who is behind the screen. And I think this is so important. Uh, how can a recruiter show empathy towards candidates, Jeremy? Especially now, because I'm, I'm guessing it's a lot of no's. So uh, I think yeah. this is a great uh, a great final message.
0: Yeah, which goes hand in hand. Anybody who follows me on LinkedIn knows I'm very vocal about this and it's super hard. Okay, so what I'm about to say, there's probably recruiters and headhunters out there that want to like jump through the computer and like choke me because <laughs> what 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 I'm about to say is very, very hard. But you have to do it if you want to be successful and if you want to get in front of people and have the opportunity to differentiate yourself from the market. So anybody who direct messages me emails me or calls me or text me if they have a, if they have a number they can text me i always always reply and anybody out there who's listening that doesn't believe me challenge me because i post that stuff all the time on linkedin and if i was making that up you would see my my thread get blown up of people calling me names because people love 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 to call people out right
2: yeah yeah (laughs) so (laughs) i never
0: i never get i never get called out because i'm being truthful so with that it's very hard i mean i work a lot even though you know i'm my industry's gotten decimated Mm-hmm. I work a lot of hours, but I really believe in what I do, and I believe that the empathy is goes hand in hand with human touch, and even and then which also goes into transparency, and people appreciate it. Let's let like I think a lot of recruiters and headhunters out there kind of get nervous, like oh no, they're gonna get mad at me, or they're gonna get upset with me, or they keep me on the phone so long. No, they're not. I mean, put on your big boy pants. Everybody, people are human. They understand. Like if you tell me that I'm not a fit for the position, like that's okay I'd rather know right yeah now I can't I can't reply to every person who clicks apply so I'm also very clear if someone calls me and says I've applied to a hundred jobs and I haven't heard anything well my first question is gonna be did you call them did you email them did you text them did you DM them no okay then I'm sorry I can't help you because I don't put automatic replies on things so if you apply to one of my jobs and you didn't hear back from me that, that might be the case because you all you did was click okay. That's all you did was you clicked apply. Like I can't possibly re- get back to everybody. But if you reach out to me, I will. So I think that maybe there's a, some dialogue that needs to happen with that too. Mm-hmm. And I think that there might be some pushback. I'm, I'm sure it's split 50-50. I'm sure there's recruiters out there going, oh, Jeremy, just put an automatic reply on there. Okay, Sh- sure. I, I, I just I just don't. But I'm very clear about that. So I've I personally haven't had any backlash on that. Maybe I will now that they hear me on the on your on your show. But I really <laughs> haven't. I think that yeah. people understand when they apply to, apply to a job, it just goes to an ATS or something, right? Yeah. But I know I know I'm giving you a long winded answer. But you're talking about the empathy part. It has to do with communication. It has to do with transparency, and and and, and just. If you're not, if you don't have that, you shouldn't be recruiting anyway.
1: Is yeah. that,
0: is that, is that kind of harsh, but you shouldn't.
1: No. Yeah. You, well, you know, I, I, it's, I think it's a
0: human I, position. It's HR. It's an extension of human resources, right? Put the human in human resources. So recruiting is human resources, right? Yeah. So.
1: It, it's the ugly truth. I think it's, yeah, it, it, you're totally right. And I, th- you're totally right in the message. And I think you're totally right that m- might be some recruiters out there that are not, oh, no, <laughs> you know, he put me now in a bad position. But... Yeah,
0: there's a lot of really bad, There's, the, I would say, I'm going to make a really, here, I'm going to give you a controversial, controversial statement right now. Mm-hmm. I would say most recruiters are bad, and I am one but most most of them are bad. I'd say 50 it's, it's 50-50. There's some awesome fantastic ones out there, but there's some really bad recruiters out there. I mean, I know because I hear about it. The only the reason I know that is because my candidates tell me.
2: Mhm.
0: all the time. Yeah all the time, how they just get ghosted and they don't get calls back and they don't get the information they need and they don't get follow up and they'll go through the whole process. They'll go to the final interview and then they'll never hear back. I went through it as a candidate. I felt it Mm -hmm. horrible recruiters, horrible, but that kind of makes my job. I mean, makes it better for me, right? Yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I'll get more business that way, but uh, yeah, there's some bad ones out there.
1: Yeah, and Jeremy. So the, always,
0: so so lesson learned. Always vet your recruiter. Whoever I, you don't have to work <laughs> with me. You can always vet your headhunter or
2: your recruiter.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Jeremy never lose this side of you because, uh, like you said, it's it. I think it what's really sets you apart from the rest of them, and it's and it's what uh, candidates are looking for. You know, uh, honesty, communication, transparency. I mean. Like you said, everybody, it's an audit, I, I think. So, uh, they will yeah. understand a no, you know, but to be, they do, they do. Yeah. No one
0: ever really gets mad. Yeah. I mean, a couple of times you might have somebody who's like, well, I don't understand, I have this, 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 and you mm-hmm. know what my answer is?
1: What?
0: Whenever, whenever someone says something, I say, okay, I'm compensated when I place you in a position. So if I put you forward and you're hired. I am compensated. So why I tell you that is so you, I want you to understand that you can trust me because if I'm compensated when I place you, why would I shoot myself in the foot True. by not submitting you? Because I'm essentially, if you're a good fit, I'm essentially shooting myself in the foot by not making money by placing you. And that always works. They're always like, oh yeah
1: yeah (laughs) why would you
2: you do that (laughs) so
1: yeah yeah yeah. well jeremy had it's been great to talk to you and i'm really sure all this information and tips that you that you gave us will help our audience to get back on track and hopefully get a new job position so thank you again so much for chatting with me today uh, is there any final message you would like to leave or maybe your contact information so people would text you now? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah. No, they can, every, anybody can reach me on LinkedIn is, like, probably the best way to get a hold of me. Or you can email me, uh, which is jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y, at geckohospitality.com. And that's gecko, like the little lizard, G-E-C-K-O. So, jeremy at geckohospitality.com. Or my LinkedIn profile. Those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Um I guess I can leave it at this. The most important thing that people should be doing right now is, number one, being positive. I feel everything that you're feeling right now. Just because I'm not in operations doesn't mean I'm not feeling it. This has directly impacted my desk, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I am paid when I, when I make placements, right? So I feel it too, But if, but I'm choosing to be positive and optimistic and bullish on the future, right? And ultimately, I'm going to be at the finish line waving back to people who didn't do that. And everybody has that choice. So you can you can be upset or you can strap on your boot camp boots and you can, you know, treat your job search like a, like a full-time job. And you can really, really drill. I think what I'm going to do is also soon I'm going to share a spreadsheet. I'm going to create a spreadsheet, maybe a way for people to track their job search because I think oh. that's going to help. Um, yeah. I think there needs to be some kind of tracking just to kind of help ease their um, concerns because there's so much so much going on, maybe a way to streamline that, but I'll post that. Uh, maybe I'll share it with you too and you can...
1: Yeah, please. With- uh, actually, yeah. I was I was sorry. I was reading about someone posted on LinkedIn, some candidates saying that he applied for, I don't know, hundreds of jobs and then someone called mm-hmm. him and then he didn't know... What it was from where it was mm-hmm. and all that.
2: So yeah, yeah. so yeah. I think
0: it would help yeah, this a is, lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just create a spreadsheet. I'll just do it. I have it yeah. I have it on a post-it note. So but um I, I wanna leave people with just being just stay positive. You it, it it will come back. There's a it just it just will. It always it always does. And just to keep keep your head up. Um I, I that that's probably the best piece of advice. And then also just take advantage of your, your LinkedIn profile and be active and share content and really start reaching out to the companies that you want to work for and just start networking. Just connect, 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 and network.
1: Great, Jeremy. Uh, I I personally recommend everybody to follow you. I follow you on LinkedIn and I can attest that it's a very, very good content. Even though I'm not searching for a job position right now, it, it really helps me understand the industry. So, um, I totally recommend following you. Uh, so thank you thank again, you. Jeremy. Uh, thank you all for tuning in and be sure to follow AskSuite on Spotify. Uh, check our website, AskSuite.com, to learn more about the best hotel chatbot in the market and subscribe to our newsletter at AskSuite.com slash blog. Thank you all and see you next time.